Team, what is going on? Welcome back. We're here at episode seven. We've officially made it to one week here at the Coolness Club. And we're back to our regular programs right here. And what that means is that it's 6, 12 a.m. Just got back from a fire run. And now we're here walking around the pool about two minutes after we finished the run. So if I sound a little out of breath, that's why. But we're back to our normal programming right here. And today's going to be a pretty simple episode. So some thoughts I had while I was on my run, you know. First of all, every time I run or work out or do anything, I never listen to, like, hype-up music. I always listen to a podcast or something uh, motivational. It's usually a hormonal podcast, but I think that goes a little bit deeper than just, like, being a quote-unquote weirdo in a sense where, like, you're not listening to music at the gym or, like, you're not listening to music while you run. I think that it goes to show it's kind of a staple to the whole, like, discipline over motivation thing because if you're just, like injecting a bunch of like high frequency sounds like hype up music like you're drinking your pre-workout like you're having a you know dry scoop and then you drink the water afterwards to like really hype you up like that's like in my opinion an analogy to like motivation that's like okay i need to be motivated to do this one thing so like i'm gonna stimulate myself through like external things like hype up songs and pre-workout whereas opposed to like if we just like showed up at the gym and just, like, did what we had to do over and over and over again and get a little bit easier. Like, this run was a little bit easier than the last one I did, but, like, I didn't put a bunch of hype-up music in there just to, like, get the adrenaline flowing. Like, what happens at mile four? Like, are you still, like, angst up? Like, are you still have all of that adrenaline from the music? Probably not, but if you were just, like, listening to a podcast and, you know, the goal is, like, I'm literally just getting better. That's the only thing is I'm getting better. I don't have to do ultimate performance of this one thing all i'm doing is just getting a little bit better like that is where you get the discipline when you start to see the long-term vision because a lot of people like when they fire themselves up on the pre-workout or like do all this high music like they're not seeing a long-term vision because realistically in their subconscious they're like is this sustainable and the reality is a lot of times it's not so it's difficult to tap into that and it's the same thing of why the worst motivator for making money is spending money and making it back. The biggest motivator for earning and why people go to that really, really ultra-high earning level is because that their motivation is to build something. Like, they don't want to get a paycheck, spend it all, and then just get it back and then spend it all and then get it back and then spend it all. Like, they'd rather spend a little bit, live below their means, and now start to build something. Because you look up two years down the line and now you have six figures in the bank. Like if you're young or like you have seven figures in the bank. If you're like have been on the grind for like a couple of years, like that'll get you up in the morning. Like if you get up in the morning, you're like, oh, I'm going to work. Like I want to just fulfill my desires, like my pleasure threshold for like a designer belt. Or like I want to do X, Y, or Z. Like and spend my money on this. Like That's not going to fulfill you. Like it might fulfill you for a little bit right when you get it right when you try on the belt for the first time but is it fulfilling when you put on that belt go out and like nobody actually gives a shit about it realistically does anyone give a shit about like the things you're buying the material things like no one actually cares about the guy that drives the ferrari they like the ferrari and the vibes of the ferrari just because they're picturing themselves inside the ferrari it's the same thing when it comes to clothes watches jewelry and stuff and like i'll be the first to admit like the people that I'm, like, most excited about, like, the best things, like, of course, I love those people. 
to death, like showing me everything. But I get so excited because I know it's coming for me. Like I'm realistically, and I think this is a fair point. Who's going to be like, dude, let's go. If someone like you just saw at a restaurant that has a Ferrari, like who's going to actually care about that? If you like saw the person getting into their Ferrari at a restaurant that you're at and are you going to be like, dude, like, let's go. I'm so excited for this particular guy that just got this Ferrari. Or is it going to be like, you put your head down and you give it a little smirk and be like, look, like this is coming for me one day. Pretty sure it'd be the latter. And the same thing goes with discipline in all aspects. We're talking about like working out, going on runs and having the podcast in as opposed to hype up music or like positivity, like brainwashing yourself into positivity. And I think that's the next topic I kind of want to cover on here is brainwashing yourself in positivity and I've gotten to a point in my life and you should ASAP because I wish I did this a lot sooner where it's like there is no room for negativity at all I like I've gotten to a point where I know where I'm going I know what it is that I want and I know what it's going to take to get there so if anybody is trying to have an opinion that doesn't empower me to do what I want to do I don't need it. There's two types of valid opinions in this world. Number one, positive opinions, genuinely positive opinions with no background from people that support you, that may not fully be able to mentor you in the specific field that you're in, but they genuinely care about you and they want to see you win. They're going to give a positive stamp of approval on what you're doing. Like the biggest example is my mother. Like, she's always like, like, I'm going to bet on you. Like, I know you're going to do great things. It comes down to the positive affirmations. I'm going to touch on this for a second, too. I heard one time that the poverty level, the people who are in poverty from zero to 18, they got, on average, 600,000 words of disaffirmation, like negative affirmations spoken to them from ages zero to 18. 600,000 words and these are like you're worthless you're not going to do anything or like negative affirmations people that are in the middle class they got around 100,000 words of negative affirmation from their parents from age 0 to 18 so they're constantly hearing more negative than positive but people that end up in the wealthy class the upper class the 1% they received on average 100,000 positive words of affirmation so that's their parents saying, like, you're going to do great things. I believe in you. Like, you can do whatever you want. Like, 100,000 times with very, very minimal negative affirmations. So if you can get around people that just constantly, like, brainwash you into thinking that you're going to be great. There was a story one time about this student. He was, like, everyone always told him he was dumb. He was always constantly, like, failing classes, getting C's, just not doing very well. And they, like basically forced him to take the SAT. Like, I forget the exact details of the story right here, but somehow, like, he did not want to take the SAT. Somehow, he took the SAT. And he took it, and two, three weeks later, he got his results back in the mail. A perfect 1,600. How? And was like, how did this happen? Like, no way. And the kid went about his life knowing that he was a 1,600-score student instead of, like, an F student, a near dropout student like he carried himself as a 1600 sat score student he got a letter in the mail 15 years later 
saying that he actually got a 700, which for anybody that doesn't know SAT scores, that's actually terrible. Like, you, I think you get like a few hundred points for writing your name down on the page. He actually got a 700, but he ended up becoming super successful because for those 15 years, he went about his life and believed that he was a 1600 score student. He believed he was a perfect genius student. So he took that, started learning as much as he could, knowing that he was a quote-unquote perfect student, and applied it into business, applied it into life. And then he went on record saying that like, if he didn't get that 1,600 score in the mail, he would not be where he was at today He because he carried himself that way. And the same thing goes for you and like, your environment and like, brainwashing yourself into positivity and like, only being around people that provide positive opinions to you. And number two, and we touched on this in an earlier episode a little bit, but constructive criticism from those that are in at least one spot of life where you want to be so for example somebody that has more money than you is going to give you a constructive financial tip like yeah you're doing this well but maybe we could tweak this as opposed to like fuck you you suck at this like that's not constructive criticism constructive criticism is like look man did you think about it from this angle at all and then going from there Anybody that's doing better than you in one walk of life that you want. Some people don't want to have a lot of money. Some people would rather be in, you know, a shack in Vermont and make $50,000 a year and walk the dogs and, you know, have a wife and no kids. Like, that's one thing. But they're not going to take advice from somebody that... Excuse me. Has a ton of money because that's not what they're going for. Same thing is, like, if you want to be a great parent... You don't have to look at the people who have a ton of money. You look at the people who are great parents, regardless of money. Same thing with physique, with money, with whatever you're looking to do. Like, find the people that have more than you or have what you want. Take constructive criticism from them, whether it's online or whether they're one-on-one helping you. And, you know, paying for help is a lot, too. You underestimate the things that people do if you gave them $1,000. It's real stuff. We just got here to 10 minutes, guys. Made it through the first week of the Coolness Club. And I'm really, really excited to be doing this because, honestly, I didn't think I would be making it this far in the podcast. And I want to really keep going, learn more things for you guys in order to bring back here so I can teach as much as I can. Like, I already feel like I've spilled a bunch of, like, insight and stuff, at least from my heart that I've been learning. So I really just want to learn more. It really motivates me to keep going and keep pushing and come back on here every single day with something new to bring you guys. So I really appreciate you guys tuning in as always. Um, if you made it through this episode, please shoot me a DM. Let me know what you thought. And think about upgrading this sometime soon within the next couple of weeks, you know, maybe off of a little voice note, but we'll see. Have some cooler guests on here, do some more things, but it's, it's super exciting, man. Very excited. Thank you again for tuning in and we'll see you guys tomorrow.